Good evening, Patriots, and it's Sunday, October 30th. We're on that eve. It's like eve of the worst night of the year, which is Samhain, which they call Halloween, so that everybody can dress up like the goblins and demons that they worship, and they mock us as people go out and get candy as they slaughter little children. <laughs> so that's what we're at. We're at the eve of that. We're going to talk all about spiritual warfare tonight, which is good. Hey, Patriots, before we begin tonight, I want you to really think about your plan for protecting your house and some of the crazy that we're dealing with in our cities. If there was ever a story that best encapsulated how bad crime has become, it's the one about Starbucks providing baristas with active shooter training because our cities aren't safe anymore. And while the Supreme Court has made it easier for you to conceal carry for protection, it's your responsibility to be properly trained. That's why I endorse iTarget Pro. This system allows you to dry fire practice with your actual firearm anytime in the safety and privacy of your own home. No more inconvenient trips to the range and you will save a ton on practice ammo. Just download iTarget's proprietary app, load the laser bullet into your firearm and start your training experience. Improve muscle memory, reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger control, and much more. iTarget Pro comes in all the major calibers, including .223, so you can stay sharp with almost any firearm. Save 10% plus free shipping with the offer code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, when you go to iTargetPro.com right now. This is the smartest investment in your ability to safely and effectively handle your firearm. Plus, it will pay for itself in one day. That's the letter I, targetpro.com, itargetpro.com. Offer code is BARDS, B-A-R-D-S. This is something you want to have. So, in the eve of Halloweeny, and then you've got, well, obviously, Halloween, we got to talk a little bit about some spiritual warfare. I just spent the entire week in Yuba City at the greatest seminar. I mean, it was so awesome. It was one week of spiritual warfare training at Yuba City, Glad Tidings Church, that's led by Pastor Dave Bryan. 
And I'm telling you, it was awesome. It was like all kingdom work and all kingdom love and Jesus love and all the tools that God gives us to waylay demons and take back the dominion over this world. So we're going to be talking a lot about that in the weeks ahead. And I'm happy about that. It was really blessed to be down there. They're a great group of people. You know, the one thing I mentioned before, because I was at the men's camp for um, glad tidings. And I just want you to get this picture in your head to understand the magnitude of the work that they're doing in Jesus at this church. Okay. I want you to imagine that you're there with your kids and families are there with their kids and intermixed among everybody are guys that have that at one point in their life did a hard time in prison for hard time issues like worked for the cartel, did cartel things, traffic drugs. And everybody is one family, comfortable, loving, praising Jesus and one mighty unit in one body of Christ. I mean, you have people from all walks of life. You have people down there that have been through ritual abuse. They've grown up with ritual abuse. You have people down there that have been in covens. You have people there that were at one point witches, people that were warlocks. You have people that were druids. You have people that have done hard time. And when you walk into that place, there is so much Jesus in there. And I mean it. And it's like there's only one purpose everybody's there, and that's to just pursue Jesus with all their heart. It is incredible. And, of course, having been at the men's camp, I was so was such a blessing. I got in there. Like I walk in there, and these are guys from all walks of life. And some of these, like I say, they've done some. They've had a pretty intense walk in life, including hard time for years in some of the toughest prisons. I mean, they're coming up and hugging me and saying, man, we're so happy you're here. It was amazing. And that's the way the entire church is. It's the way, it's the way we all need to be. And I, I give Pastor Dave Bryant so much credit and his unbelievably beautiful wife, Cheryl, so much credit because they have led this church to do the things that so many churches don't want to do. You know, it's like someone says, well, I had, I did prison time. And they're like, oh, sorry, we don't really have a place for you here. Someone else comes in and says, Hey man, I'm like, I'm struggling with demons. I'll be like, yeah, you're a freak. Get out. Someone else comes in and says, Hey, I, I'd suffered ritual torture abuse when I was young. Yeah, that's, that's, that's all garbage you're making up. See ya. I mean, that, that's the way so many churches are. What churches want instead is to say, we're the best. Those other churches, they're no good. Come to us and learn Jesus. And there's a way you have to learn Jesus and a way you have to accept Jesus and a way you have to live Jesus. And you need to sit in that pew and do the obedient thing. And then you'll be a good student of Jesus. I'm telling you, that's boring. What's alive with Jesus is Glad Tidings Church. And as you all heard, Pastor Brad Cummings this week with me, we did a great four-part series. And if you haven't listened to that, I would really encourage you to go back and listen. It's Thursday and Friday, all four shows in the evening. And I'm just going to tell you, he and I both have said it was like the Holy Spirit was with us when we did that. And it was, Brad came up for a, a day and, and joined me and, and was part of the training there for a day. And it was just awesome because he got a chance to be with Pastor Dave um, Bryant. And uh, they took some time and they got to know each other. And Pastor Bryant and I have gotten to know each other really well. Pastor Dave, you and I are getting to know each other really well. I'm going to be doing work down there with them. He's invited me down anytime. So I'll be down there probably once a month to go on down. It's only about five hours for me. But it's a, an amazing place, and, I, and I, what really cap, captures my heart is when you see this incredible diversity that shouldn't exist according to the world of the pew perfect, but it lives there because it's living within the glory of the Holy Spirit, and it's the kingdom of God that is all around it. So I'm going to tell you a little story, and this is, it gave a lesson to me, and I'm going to 
kind of share this. So the thing about Northern California is that, and I, I mean, this is all stuff I've learned in the last four weeks. The church, this, this church of Saint, the church of Satan that was started by LeVay was started three and a half hours, two and a half hours, roughly two to three hours. We'll say it that way from Yuba city. And that was since that time throughout Northern California, which now explains a lot of what we deal with here in Southern Oregon, all the way up to Portland, this has become a corridor for Satanism and ritual sacrifice. Like it's intense ritual sacrifice. It goes on up here. So I'm just going to share a story that Dave shared with us. It was pretty awesome. And there was so many of these stories through the week. It was just left you like, <laughs> so awesome. I mean, just because here, here's the thing. I mean, before I get into this, let me just say it this way. During the age of reason, which really should be called the age of darkness, we were taught that unless you can touch it, smell it, taste it, see it, or hear it, your five senses, it didn't exist. So what happened is the realm of the supernatural was basically told to us that that does not exist. Now, here's the, here's the problem with that, is that our world is run by a cult of Satanists that embrace the supernatural. And so while we have the one God, true God, the God of, of hosts on our side, and they've got their little God called Satan on their side, they literally utilize the power of what Satan provides to the max while we sit on the side convincing ourselves that Satan either one doesn't exist or if you're in this church, they're telling you Satan has no power. Both are lies. We are in a war zone. And as you start to peel back the reality of where we are, we're sitting in the middle of a war zone and we keep looking at the physical, not realizing that the war zone is around us in the spiritual and it's coming at us all the time. And so with this, this is where sin and repentance become such a big deal. And I've talked about this quite a bit in the last couple of weeks. When we are exposing ourselves to sin, where essentially every time we do that, we, ex- we are unwillingly or complicitly opening ourselves up for the contract of the dark forces sin to be able to influence our lives. So essentially we're, we're building a contract with Satan's demons and we're saying, Hey, you know, I know I shouldn't have done this and I'm not going to bother going to, to God and I'm not going to take it before the cross and ask Christ for forgiveness. I'm just going to keep going. And therein comes the influences around our life that can start attaching to that and influencing us around the way. We're also told something else in our lives, which is just a pure lie. We're told that like we're here where our lives are short. We don't have a very long time and then we shall go to heaven. God created a perfect body in us, a perfect body. And where we have lost our, uh, our long life is because through sin, which has to do with our lack of repentance, but also as we walk this place, we're, we are putting emphasis on the physical more than we put emphasis on the spiritual. Satanists do the other way around. And that should tell us something. That if they're doing it and they're ruling the world, then we're getting waylaid by Satanists so many times. We keep telling ourselves, well, well, Jesus will come fix it. Our mission is here. Christ has dominion over heaven and earth, and, the, and earth was given to the dominion of the men of God. So where did we miss that message? Another one we miss is pray for everything. We should be praying for everything because prayer is one of our most powerful tools in this weapon of war. So that sets the conditions here for what I want to talk about because Satanists are, are, when people are unprepared to deal with Satanists, there is, there is determined effect that they can have. Three churches around Yuba City in the area of, of Glad Tidings were shut down by an attack by witches, a coordinated attack that came in and put on curses. They weren't just shut down. It was like damage to like the pastor's lives. People in the church all left and the churches were literally scuttled and they were shut down forever. And they were, they were 
priding themselves in this. And so there was a particular witch that came to Yuba City to Glad Tidings Church. And when she came in, some of the people that have now accepted and are walking with Jesus. And by the way, I'm just going to say this. There's this one really beautiful lady, beautiful soul. And she's, she was there, and she, which is so awesome because she used to be in the witch's coven. And she heard me lecture a couple of weeks ago. And she's just up there like giving people hugs and praising Jesus. And it's just, that's what I'm talking about. When we start talking about the power of, this, of the Holy Spirit working, truly working. It, God is not being selective as to like, oh, okay, so you are in the middle class. You live in a certain household. You wear a certain type of clothes and you have a certain income level. You're good. You can come into the church. That's not what God is doing. And I hope we know that. This is where we literally have people from all walks of life. And when you embrace the power of forgiveness, the true sense of forgiveness, God is right there. Jesus is there to forgive your sins. That was the whole principle because the contract was made in blood on the cross to forgive our sins. And with that, we can return to the, the kingdom. Here's another little thing to think about because this part is true. God does not make evil people. And yet we look at one another and we go, oh, he's awful. Instead of saying, God made him, so he must be a beautiful person, he or she, but in this case, he, and not accept the fact that there are dark and demonic forces that are influencing that person to turn their heart dark. So when we say pray, when God says, love thy neighbor, we go, I can't love him. That dude is an ass. You're like, no, love thy neighbor because God made him. He just hasn't been healed through the power in the body of Christ. So let us pray for his heart to come to Jesus and let us pray that any influences of dark demons that are around him are released and rebuked and let us turn this over to the courts of heaven to start dealing with that and unifying the kingdom. So this, this is, this is so important to get because we start looking at each other and this is what is done so well in this world is they turn us against each other. We start hating each other and forgetting that we're all part of one body in Christ. But then beyond the, the realms of our visible plane and the spiritual plane are all these other little, look at them like leeches like spiritual leeches that are dragging us down, okay? I'm going to talk about that a lot tomorrow night, by the way, in what is called soul cocooning. And it's really enlightening to understand what's going on and how that ties in with the vax and everything else that's going on. All right, so there's people in the church that have been part of some of the, the ritual covens, and this woman comes in, the glad tidings. Now, this is the story that's being told by Pastor Brian. And some people come up to him and said, she's a witch. And he's like, what? And she's like, she, not only is she a witch, she's a high-level witch. She did, she was actually the one coordinating human sacrifices to gain power. So Dave pulls her aside and... Um, and his wife is just super intuitive. And before he gets to her, like she's trying to take pictures and introduces herself like this nice woman. She's like, oh, I do hair. I can do your hair. And, and Dave's wife steps in, Cheryl. She's like, nope, no pictures here. Nope, Dave's already got a haircut. And, and Dave later is like, man, what's going on? And she's like, she's a witch. And she's trying to get anything she can to start doing a curse on you. So they, they confront this woman. And... Uh, And as she's, as she's in there and she says, yeah, she admits she's a witch. And she's like, and you can't stop me from coming because if you deny me to come to service, I'll just sue you. And she said, I'm here to shut down your church. And Dave says, yeah, we'll go ahead and try, but it ain't going to work. So this story, she comes in and out. And meantime, Dave meets this guy who is down in, he's at a conference and this guy comes down to the conference and meets him. He says, I've come here just to meet you. He's like, what? And he goes, I've got, I've got to come to your church and speak. Dave's like, all right. He goes, who are you? He's like, I'm a prophet. Dave's like, okay, whatever. 
So anyway, he convinces Dave. He said, Dave's finally like, all right, why don't you come? You've got something interesting to sell. Just come on up to the church, and I'll, I'll let you speak. So he brings him in. They finally get him in the church. And in the meantime, they've got three witches that have come in and sat down. One is on the one far side of the church, front row. The other is on the other side of the front row. From the stage, as you're looking, the head witch is sitting over on to the right side of the, from the stage at the far corner. And then the other witch is in the back. And Dave says, this guy is really agitated. And he says, like, he tells Dave, he goes, man, I've been fighting witchcraft all day long in prayer. And Dave's like, well, we've got witches here in the, in the thing. And the guy's like, dude, why didn't you tell me? And Dave's like, I just did. He's like, all right, well, Dave's like, it's your time to speech. In your time to speak. So he starts to get up and Cheryl's like, you're going to tell him where they are? And he's like, no, I'm not going to tell him where they are. He's a prophet. He should figure it out. So he gets up on stage as Dave tells the story and he's a little agitated. He describes him as like Mr. Magoo with big brushy eyelashes and stuff. And, um, as he starts to talk, all of a sudden, Dave says his head, he just snaps his head to the right and looks at the head of witch and he says, get out of my head. And then he goes back and he continues to talk about what God's shown him. And then all of a sudden, I just saw somebody write witches are in the Bible. No, Satan is in the Bible. And if you know anything about witches' covens, you understand that there is a satanic force. I, when people arrive late in chat, they always create problems. When they understand that there is a that satanic witches follow the satanic wor- worship. So, all of a sudden, he she keeps talking, and he snaps again. And he looks at her and he says, get out of my head. I told you to get out of my head. And so he keeps talking, goes back to talking. And the third time he snaps around and he says, all right, Samantha. And Dave says, he starts laughing because he's like, oh, he called her Samantha from the show, the, the, the series. And she was a witch. And he goes, all right, Samantha, you want to do that? then we'll do it my way. And he looks to the congregation and he says, stand up. He says, I want you all to pray in the Holy Spirit. If you don't pray in the Holy Spirit, I want you to rebuke in your prayers witchcraft. And they all pray and she gets up and she bolts out of the building. And and so Cheryl gets up and she starts to go and Dave says, where are you going? He says, I'm following her. God's told me to follow her. Dave's like, all right, you go. I'm going to stay here with the congregation. So she tells a story. She says, she says, uh, God put in my heart to walk a bloodline around the building. So she says, I don't even know what a bloodline is. So she said, I just start praying. And I start walking around the whole church and praying for a bloodline. And which goes out into her car and she starts doing her thing, blah, 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 blah. And she gets up and she comes charging back in and she comes right at Cheryl and she just puts on the brakes and she looks down at the ground. She goes, did you put this here? And it was the bloodline that Cheryl had just walked. She goes, yes. She goes, you know, I can't cross. Cheryl goes, I know. She goes, well, my things are inside. Cheryl says, our usher will take care of that for you. So she sends the usher in. He gets her things. She comes back. And, um, Anyway, they get her out, and away she goes, and she never comes back. Here's the deal. And this is what the problem is in so much of the way that we're teaching now, is we are teaching that acting like none of this exists. Even the comment earlier, like, is this in the Bible? Yes, it is, actually. All of this stuff, if you heard the series that Brad and I did, you're dealing with magic. You're dealing with the forces of Satan. And this stuff they truly believe. And when you understand what's going on in the church of Satan, which was done by McVeigh, they have built a worship, a worship around the idea of blood sacrifice and the power in which to take and cast spells against. And the whole problem is that in our church these days, 
people don't even have this dialogue. So you're looking around right now in our world and people are like, how come there's so many transgenders? How come there's so much of this? And so we put the pieces out there like, well, you realize that Baphomet is a, is an Aphrodite. So it's or basically two, two sexes in one transgenders is not one that they want to be male or female. They want to be both sexes like, like Baphomet. All of that goes back biblically and is set biblically all the way back to Moses and the fallen. And even if those of those of you that read the book of Enoch, it's in there. So all of this is there, but we don't talk about it because now apparently it doesn't exist or it doesn't have to exist or whatever. Jesus was dealing with demons and taking out demons out of people all through his time. And yet somehow we're not supposed to deal with that anymore. And they didn't go away, by the way. So the whole point of this is that there is a process which is happening in our world, which we're not paying attention to. So take, for example, what we're sitting in right now. We're on the eve of Halloween. Halloween is Samhain. It's began this year on the 10th of October, and it will go and close tomorrow night. Tonight is Devil's Night, which is what the movie The Crow, if you ever saw that with Brandon Lee, the movie The Crow was built around the idea of Devil's Night. And tomorrow is Halloween. So everybody costumes up and they're going to go out and go trick or treat. And this is all fun and games. But that's not what's really happening because what people have been lured into doing is to celebrate the mo- one of the most powerful moments of the year for the satanic cults around the globe. From the 10th of October to the 31st of October, there will be well over 100,000 children that will be sacrificed in blood ritual sacrifices to give the cults power across the world. So just so I say it, when you're taking your kids out in costume to go trick-or-treating, you're contributing to their celebration for the murder and, and sacrifice of children. That's what it's really about. And one of the reasons I can't stand Halloween, nor can I stand anything about it, is truly one of the most unholy days we ever have, and yet people embrace it. And I've, I've seen arguments already throughout the last few weeks of Christians going, well, I'm going to do it anyway because my kids enjoy it, and it's going to be, it's like, all right, keep working it. That, that's, that's a good idea. There is a level of ignorance that has settled into the faith and the church that is phenomenal. And it has been very strategically done over the last 150 years to sever us from the true sense of what we're in. We are here to secure, occupy, expand, and subdue the enemy. And the only thing we can think about is a physical enemy. We're like, okay, I'm going to go get, I'm going to get the Pelosi's. And we don't even consider the fact that the kingdom gives us all the powers we need to subdue the spiritual enemies. Because in the world that we are now, unless we can smell it, touch it, see it, taste it, feel it, it doesn't exist. And yet, Christ shows us time and again the power of healing and the power of expelling demons. It's there in Scripture, and that's New Testament, not even talking about Old Testament. So, this is the problem we are: is we are now we're allowing the demonic force to have activity in our world. Remember, I've said many times: if you're going to go to a school board, for example, and you're going to argue against this satanic stuff that's coming into the schools of teaching children sexuality. Understand this. One of the central issues of the satanic cults is sex magic. And what is central to sex magic? The type of sex that goes on between gays and lesbians and this sort of stuff. That's central to the type of sex magic that they do because it gives them power. Now, this is how I always, how I say it because a lot of people are like, I don't believe in this. This is garbage. This is just stories. Okay, that's fine. But here's the reality. Get to know the people that rule you because the people that rule you are Satanists and they're in power and you're not. And they're making the rules that so many of the people in this country are obeying and you're saying, why is this happening? 
and you're like, hmm, I don't know. Maybe because you're not invoking the power of the kingdom, maybe because you're not using the power and tools of the spiritual warfare that God gave you, maybe because you're floundering around in fear while they are railing over you, dominating you with all of their ways of doing business. And what begins in their spiritual realm manifests in the physical realm. Just saying, just saying. So this is, this is a point where we have to start stepping in and realizing that they have infiltrated and have desecrated many of the churches and temples. And it's deep. The infiltration's deep. And they do it subtly. And they've learned to do it subtly. I mean, people think of like, oh, you're going to cast a spell and someone's going to turn into a frog or a staff is going to turn into a snake. That's not what we're talking about now. We're talking about the ability to move, to move curses into people's lives. That people that aren't prepared like Ephesians 6.10 tells us to be, 6.10 to 18, put on your armor because it's there for a reason. And then they, it becomes corrupting forces. Suddenly, someone you love or someone you know, you start fighting, you start throwing stones at each other, and then there's division, and then there's hatred, and then things start to fall apart. All of that ends up being corrupted influences in many, many ways of dark, dark spirits and dark forces. Now, the funny part is that in the Western world, we've pretty much taken out any belief that spiritual forces exist go to any other part of the world other than the Western world, and they'll tell you 100% spiritual forces exist. And it's one of the reasons that a good missionary who truly understands the power of the Holy Spirit can take literally an entire tribe, an entire country, and swing them to Christianity because they understand the power of God and they can see and witness the miracles that God brings because they turn their heart over to the power of the Holy Spirit. Our, too much of the Western culture says, okay, well, Jesus is, it's like Jesus is a person. He died on the cross. He died for my sins. Now I must wait and mark my time until that day ends. Folks, when Jesus died, as we see with the disciples, our work just began. And our work is to be out here and to occupy, expand, and subdue. And that warfare is at a spiritual plane. And we are bringing the power of the kingdom into the world to literally subdue these spirits. So this is where I'm going back to now because I mentioned bloodlines. And I'm going to encourage you all to do this because I've done it and it's been it's super powerful. Right up point right now and this is like this is like kingdom warfare right here so i'll leave this to you i'm going to tell you what god showed me in prayer you take it take it to prayer whatever else you want to do but here's the bottom line we've fallen for one of the biggest traps out there there's many that we've fallen for this is a big one let's put it this way and the big one we've fallen for is the fact that we own a house, we buy a house, or we rent a house, and it's like, okay, I'm buying it from the bank, or I'm buying it, whatever. And we forget that what that property is, if we really want to know, that property is God's land. It is kingdom-owned. But we get all wrapped up around the mortgage and the paperwork and getting the title and stuff like this. All of that is the, is the layers of ritual garbage that was put there to separate us from God. There's all sorts of paperwork we can do to reclaim the sovereignty on the land, and that's one path. But considering what we're going into in Sawain tomorrow night, which is just disgusting, I would highly encourage you to consider what I'm going to share next. And it's called a bloodline. A bloodline is when you, and this is what Cheryl did around the church, a bloodline is when you walk the perimeter of your property, in this case, I would suggest walking the perimeter of your property. And whether if that's an apartment, then you can walk the apartment. You can walk the whole apartment building if you want. If it's a house, walk the perimeter of your property. And as you do, pray and ask 
for an impenetrable bloodline to be established around your home to us to prevent any evil from encroaching and in so doing give your property to kingdom to god to father god and tell him and say in your prayer that you are the steward of this property and that god owns the property now is that going to suddenly change your mortgage the answer is no but what it does do is it reassigns the relationship of your house, of your property, to the proper authority of this world, which is Father God. And since Jesus is Lord of heaven and earth, and we as sons of God have been given the earth, we are using the authority of the kingdom to reestablish the relationship of the places in which we live into the control of the kingdom, and that brings down the other things, the nice things like the protection of the kingdom. So I would highly recommend, and I've now done this on two major walks, and I'm doing another one tomorrow. Actually, this will be my fourth one I've done in two days tomorrow, and walking the perimeter, and I just walk and pray, and I pray, and this, for me, I'm praying for establishing an impenetrable bloodline around the perimeter of the property. I pray that all Anything that sits within that property, any demonic forces, anything that is in there that's, that's corruptive, that be expelled. I pray for mercy on the property and ask for repentance on any sins that were done that were in the past that I may not have been part of, but that I'll take those to the cross and bear those sins before the feet of Jesus. I ask for the, the blood of Jesus to heal the property And I ask for this bloodline to be established infinitely for protection of the property to ensure that this property remains within kingdom control forever. That's what I would suggest. And I will tell you, it is a powerful, powerful experience. It literally, it it has huge effects. Now, and with that, I would also highly encourage that if there are any forces there, that you rebuke them, that you also reject them and any influences they have on you. And I would further ask, suggest that if there, you, as you talk about, as you seek and whether you know or not, if there are curses within the land, which do exist, that you ask for those curses to be broken and that the property be established in its glory into the control of Father God. Now, as a Sunday night show, I will guarantee you did not expect to hear this tonight, which is cool because that's why we have Bards FM and we keep things spicy. But this is the sort of work in the spiritual warfare domain that we have to get busy on. And it's the type of work where we can take active measures immediately to start reestablishing our dominion over evil in this land. You know, it's really interesting because I was praying today and Father God just dumps this on me. And I was like, oh, okay. He says like, and I'm just going to leave it, put this out here for you to think about. It's like, this land was blessed by me. This land was a land that was designed to where the people would be subordinate to the throne. And yet, here we are in this day when everybody, and with that, the, the people that came here, our ancestors, came here with the knowledge that they were going to become American, that they were going to take the best from the countries they came, and they were going to leave behind what they were. In other words, they were going to come together and unify as one body under the throne, which we call Americans. And this powerful message drops into my thoughts. Isn't it unfortunate and isn't it sad how many people these days are trying to reconnect to their origins and proclaim that they are something other than American? We have to get back to the sense of what it was to be in a country that was blessed by God. That's a moral fight. That's a spiritual fight. There's so many issues here. And Part of that is to take control of this country in the first steps and the long-term steps are to dominate in the spiritual warfare. 
There's many different dimensions of spiritual warfare. This is just one little piece. Okay, you have deliverance work, which many churches repel and reject, and I don't. You have the the active, you have healing hands, you have healing touch and prayer and healing, which I totally believe in. I've seen it, witnessed it. You have the the release of demons from people, witnessed that. That's powerful, pretty crazy. All of these things, and all that's centered on one principal theme, the love of Jesus and the spreading of the good news, the word and the love of Christ. One of the most powerful things we have in this entire tool bag is love. True, passionate love of the kingdom in our world. So as an example, let's say you have a neighbor who's being real difficult. And we end up in situations that are challenging. We could end up sometimes in legal battles. We can end up in angry battles. Or you're, you're, say, another one that just drives me crazy is like churches that are like throwing stones at another church. They're heretic. They're blasphemous. Whatever. How many times in these discussions do you hear people say, let's pray for that. Let's pray for the healing of that heart. Let's pray for God and pray for Jesus to step in and bring the love of Christ into this relationship. How many times do we do that? Not very many, I'll tell you that. Because in this social media area, it's a lot easier to jump on social media and just start pounding at the keys to write something disparaging and horrible about somebody, to do a big research piece on how bad one particular church is over the other, instead of taking this to the kingdom. We don't take this to the courts of God and say, Father God, here we are. And even worse, before we even get to that point, we don't take time to sit across from somebody face to face and talk about our concerns and break bread in trying to heal the difference. These are all methods in spiritual warfare, methods we should be doing. But instead, we're woven into this divisive attacks on one another because Satan and his demonic army has done a marvelous job of getting us to see each other as big meat sacks, each one of us, and forgetting, getting us to forget the idea that we are truly spiritual beings in the body of Christ. So as a simple step here, like I said, I would encourage you to walk a bloodline around your property, to pray for healing on your property. And with that, as you, if you have families in your property, to pray that with that, that the, fa- the family is healed and the hearts are healed and that Christ is at love of Christ fills that space. You might add things like, as you walk that to say that anybody that comes in with an evil heart, and I've done, I do this on each of them, anybody that enters with an, with an evil heart or malicious intent is disarmed and their eyes ultimately are drawn to the love in Jesus. You've heard me, if you've been with this channel, you've heard me for three plus years, longer than that if you followed me on YouTube. And I'm going to tell you, in, the, in this amount of time as I've walked this path, in the last two months, from the drive I did across this country to what I, went, what I saw and witnessed at the men's camp at Yuba City, and I saw men that were broken, had been broken, men that had done hard time, 10 years, 15 years, in solitary in some of the toughest prisons in this nation. And I saw them in the love of Jesus healed with joy in their hearts, humble enough to put themselves before the altar and cry and seek forgiveness for their sins. I have witnessed deliverance. I have seen people transform in a week of intensive prayer and release of influences in their life. And I have seen a church now, which I refer to more as an ecclesia, that literally has built a community on the broken, just as Christ sat with prostitutes and tax collectors, people that were of the most broken part of society, become the most powerful seekers in Christ. If you don't think that transforms somebody, try again. Because in those moments, I have witnessed the living God in a way that I never imagined. And in the process of witnessing the living God, I've come to know the living God more than I ever imagined I would. And it's only getting greater. My pursuit of Jesus in these last weeks 
and in what's going ahead is so intense and where I run to now is so unbelievable. The things that I open myself up to to let God truly show his heart and show his heart for me. The things that I truly understand is I have true living conversations with Christ and Father. And it, and I'm my point is to bring that here because if we don't understand it's possible, we'll never seek it. So I'll just give you a one this morning. And it left me laughing for literally 10 minutes. You know I love my Jeep. I talk about it all the time. So I was praying this morning and I said, okay, Father, I said, I, you blessed me with this Jeep. Can we put a bloodline around an entire county and can we do it by driving in the Jeep? And he says, you mean my Jeep? And I pause. I might say, you blessed me with that Jeep. He says, no, my Jeep. <laughs> I start laughing. I went, wait a minute. You had me fix this Jeep up for you? He's like, yeah. And this is a, I'm, I'm not kidding about this conversation. You can shake your head or whatever. This is my conversation with God today. And I start laughing. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I didn't want to finish this Jeep, and you told me to finish this Jeep. You wanted me to finish this Jeep for you. He says, yeah. He said, I never had a Jeep before, but I like my Jeep now. <laughs> I said, this is pretty cool. I get to be the steward of your Jeep, so I'm driving your Jeep around. That means it's anointed. That means we can run a bloodline around this entire county. And so I will. I'm going to put a bloodline around my entire county. So, Patriots, my point is that God is achievable. He's reachable. And all we have to do is start listening to how he speaks to us. And the powers and tools that he gives us, these powerful tools, prayer, here's a big one right on top of our list, pray for everything. His love, phenomenal. It collapses and destroys the, the, the strongholds of the enemy, right? A bloodline is a tool. It's a tool to establish a fortress, if you will, a heavenly fortress that no evil can pass. And we have to be truly engaged with it and believe it. And as you do that and you trust in, in God and to bring the power of the kingdom into the space, these things become real. We are in a time right now that we are here for this particular time and place. And as we trust and dig more deeply into the relationship with Father God, with our relationship with Jesus, we are starting to be able to access the things of legend of old. This is a time of the rise of the true men of God. And to do that, we are going to have to start embracing what we're intended to do here. And if all you see yourself is as is a meat sack, that's here waiting until you die so you can go to heaven. Yep, you'll go. But here's the problem. You would have missed all your opportunity to grow boldly within the depth of what Father has to offer. So this is just an amazing time for me. And the more that we, the more that we push forward and the more that we start proclaiming the blood of Christ where we go, the more that we start using these tools, and we'll talk a lot about them in the coming weeks, and I've, I've said this when I said this a few weeks ago, there will be people that will not stay. You will find this, there will be people that will find this like, this is heresy, this is ridiculous. You know what? I know where I walk with Jesus. I know how intimate and loving and real that relationship is. So here's my answer to that. I bless you, I love you, and I wish you well. But here... As we move forward, we're going to dig deeper into spiritual warfare. This is a time where we are going to dig in. We are going to get better at our weapons and tools because I have been asked by God in this path to prepare as many as possible for this coming war. And the war is real. The war is very real. And in that process... We have to know the tools we can use to fortify our spiritual strongholds, 
to defeat the enemy's strongholds and to free the meat world, the dirt world, if you will, so that it can start to rise up and be awake again to realize who we truly are as our birthright. We are incredible beings. We are made and created in the image of God. We have enormous capability and power because we've been given that blessing by Jesus. We have been given authority and dominion over evil. That's given. And we've been told that we can do greater works than he. As I have said those verses so many times, the one question I leave you with tonight is, do you believe those verses? And if you don't, I'm going to suggest you take them to prayer. But if you do, then we need to chase them, run after them. And that goes into the heart of loving Jesus and loving God so much that we become his hands, his subject. Everything we do is through him. And we let him work the incredible power of the kingdom through us. And those things begin to happen. This isn't voodoo. This is kingdom work. And as kingdom work, we start establishing dominion. We start taking this back. And we start securing this land once again through the proper way, which is the blood of Christ and the power and anointment which Christ gave us as men and women of God. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you tonight for this time and this blessed period to just talk and reflect and to start to explore more deeply the true tools and power that you have given us in this realm, the powers of the kingdom, the powers of blessing, the powers of the Holy Spirit. Father, in this time, we just pray that as the hearts open to hear this, that so will the powers and the blessings of the kingdom flood down on everyone, that each one that is turns to you and starts to seek will begin to feel and see and get the wisdom that is provided to quite literally subdue a spiritual enemy that has taken hold in the in this realm guide us father in this time this is an exploration that so much knowledge has been lost but we seek that truth and that wisdom and we know that through you we can learn we can grow we can expand in ways we've never imagined before we know that what we've been given through the sacrifice of christ is greater than anything we can currently imagine a contract in blood to free us from any sin So let us begin by humbling ourselves before the cross. Let us begin by going through our lives deeply, praying for forgiveness in those things that we do over our life, presenting that in a true repentance to heal those wounds, to seal our armor, and to stand boldly now alongside of this each other and in this alignment with Jesus under the banner of Christ to take on this spiritual enemy, to conquer this enemy, and return the land to the kingdom. Guide us, protect us. We say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. One of the greatest weeks I have had, I just had, down in Yuba City. And this Spiritual Warfare Conference is twice a year. So I will let you know the next time it's up, and I'll be there again. And I'm encouraging as many people as I can to go. And we're already talking about doing a couple others around the country. Dave does it twice a year at Yuba City. I've already had some interest from other folks to do something similar. I'm not an expert in this, but there's a lot of people that are amazingly gifted, has done, done this for a long time. There's much to learn, but I'm telling you, it is powerful work. It is work that for me, it's like me stepping into my wheelhouse because this is true warfare but it's warfare with the most powerful tool we have with the love of the kingdom and when we bring the love of the holy spirit into a space and i'll just i'm not going to get into the details of the story but i'm just going to tell you that i did this for some folks that i truly love today in what is a very very heavy and dark time that they're going through right now and i went in there praying with this and asking god to bless me with with that anointment to step into that space. And I'm telling you, when we left, there were tears and joy of the Holy Spirit flowing everywhere. And what was there was the power of the Holy Spirit that was conquering all that darkness and all that evil. And it only took two and a half hours of working together, praying together, and walking that property. 
and truly raising up the power of God and the love of Jesus within that space and anointing it with the blood of Christ. We can do this. And as you do it, the more we do it, the more power we gain and the greater walk we have in this world. So, patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He will never forsake us. And in the end, God will always win. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tomorrow for Bended Knee. Until then or until the next time. God bless. Good night. Thank you. And out for now. Fire
Makes you shiver and I